Tonight we welcome the band Ice Cream to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This is a group from San Francisco who's described their own music as dirty, fuzzy, slightly stupid rock and roll. Tonight we'll hang out with them for a bit and later they will play a set of music. Please welcome to the program, the band Ice Cream. Welcome. Hey, what's happening? It seems like you guys are at an interesting moment. This band was founded in like 2015, is that right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of members have come and gone, it seems mm-hmm. like, but, but here we are. And um, it, you, you described to me when we were leading up to this that like you're trying to kind of be more thoughtful about the lyrical stuff, whereas before it was kind of, uh, hey, whatever. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, not about nothing, but mm-hmm. just not about things necessarily of like serious substance. Yeah. Yeah, like Jerk It Off, for example. Yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, that was a fun song for the time. And, uh, you know, at that time we were kind of playing, you know, house shows every weekend. Like, it was just like, I mean, we were, we were just like on the, on the, you know, kind of party rock thing for a bit. And, you know, that's still fun to do from time to time. But um, I think in order for this band to take, the step forward it needs to in order you know to keep just to like keep it fun for us and meaningful for us because like at this point it's my life's work and it's you know my life isn't i'm not trying to make my life a joke the whole time you know yeah that's why i think it's an interesting moment right because you know you're you're standing on the precipice of releasing this new stuff and you can kind of like look back and be like yeah this has been some fun but now we're trying to be a little more serious um is there an album title? No. Okay. Is there an overarching theme with some of this more serious content? I know we'll go into some specifics in a little bit, but I mean, is it, are these like new things that you've been feeling? Cause you're the, the lyricist primarily. Yeah. Yeah. So is it like, is there any overarching theme to it? Is, is it like more darkness as you felt, uh, that you felt as you've gotten older or is it just before you kind of ignored the serious stuff and now you're kind of leaning into it more? Some of them are bittersweet. Um. Yeah, like the the song, the single "Big Car" we're gonna be putting out. Um, March sixth is uh, kind of bittersweet. Um, but like I think it's I think it's like it's semi lighthearted. You know, it's like kind of you know goes rocks back and forth between. Well, it's a very specific type of emotional trauma that that song yeah. has. So tell us about that one a little bit. Um, I think everyone goes through it. It's just like what it what it is what though. I I think it just chronicles like a, a, like classic tale. And I think at this we're talking about uh, our upcoming song "Big Car." Yeah, and I you think feel. So. And we developed this song, and this song really went through the washing machine when Kevin was going through a hockey injury that was really really bad, and so. A big part of the theme of what's coming up is that we really used to, I think that this is more of like a musical theme, but we used to write things accordingly so that we could perform them live perfectly. Whereas in the middle of that stint, Kevin would like sit with the song 
and just add layers and layers and layers to it. Well, and it's an uncomfortable topic, but I can't help but notice we haven't said what the topic is. Yet. Oh yeah, go for it, Kev. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, it's like when you love someone, and you know, you know that you love someone, and you want to be with them, but you kind of realize that you're not healthy for each other, and that despite like you've kind of hit your like growth ceiling, you know, and uh, you know that might be your one true love, but it also coming to grips with the fact that you shouldn't be together is uh, like an interesting thing. Um, and then just kind of having the courage to like move on. Yeah, super painful. Yeah. Because it, it feels right in one sense, but it feels very wrong in another yeah. sense. And so was this happening while you had your injury? No, okay. no, this was a, yeah, I don't know. This got demoed a while ago. I was um, just going to say, my God, what a traumatic, yeah. <laughs> traumatic couple of things to have to deal with. Yeah. 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 The injury is funny. Um, I just, I, I needed like a, a two different parts of two different cadavers in my leg all of a sudden and uh, got like this big surgery that luckily SF city paid for. Um, and uh, yeah. Why did they pay for it? Yeah. I, I play like pickup hockey and it happened. Is this on in, ice? Yeah, and it happened in one of the leagues, just to, like to try to stay a little fit. <laughs> my, my only exercise all week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's a smoking sport. Yeah, Holy cow. yeah. Smoke. There's gonna be some pain, I think. Yeah, hockey in particular. Do you? Uh, does it get physical in in a pickup league? Um, sometimes. I mean, you just run into like. Yeah these like first years at like usf or sf state and they're like you know they just think that they're still gonna make the nhl or something so yeah. they're like going 100 miles per hour and fighting for everything and you you strike me as a man who would take another man down if you had to <laughs> no i don't think so no <laughs> uh i mean i don't i'm definitely a not lover, would not, not a kill a man i just mean on the ice Nah, Seems like you'd leave it all on the field. No, you'd no. I mean, I yeah. No, nah, it's. So I don't like it when it gets competitive. Like, I don't like it when it gets too competitive. I like it. Like, I like the camaraderie mostly. Yeah. I. I mean, same thing with like, kind of like being keeping a band together. It's just like, feels good to work towards something. Like, no one wants to, you know, everything. Like, no one wants to do anything by themselves. Ideally, you wouldn't want to like win the lottery by yourself if you had the option to win the lottery for you and your best pals you know and same i don't option, know that yeah. everybody would answer it that way i don't know i just feel like uh i don't know there's more joy in life when you like share things and uh you're right if you can share fitness and like not dying earlier or something because you're that's a tall order when you're yeah, when you're in a city not? league type situation you're going to be playing all kinds of different people and yeah trying to figure out how to work with everybody is there's there's the despair game. in isolation i think is what you're saying and being yeah. surrounded by people whether you're on the ice yeah. or in the so, studio yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay well how about this it seems like there have been moments where you've thought maybe i walk away from the band ice cream or maybe i double down on the band ice cream yeah 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 um it, because it, it just kind of seems like now, uh, and how long has everybody been in the band at this table? Uh, I started uh, last July. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I started this January. Oh, even more welcome. <laughs> yeah. And you? Yeah, and I've been playing since like late 2017. Okay. So here we go. We have the one original here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Eject. It's another song on this new mm-hmm. album. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the emotional core of it. I think that's a 
it, it's an important one, and I feel like it kind of has to do with why you live your life the way that you do. Yeah, that song um, came on Halloween. That song idea came on Halloween two years ago. Dante threw a party, or your brother did, or something. And um, yeah, I had to get did. to a friend's show uh, that I'd, I just really wanted to see. And uh, I stupidly had to ride my motorcycle slightly stoned. I'm like riding across town from the sunset to the mission. And there's like a really complicated way you can go that's slightly shorter than like jumping on the freeway and all that stuff and kind of going the roundabout way. I was like, it's probably best I don't go on the freeway, so I'll take some side streets. And uh, you know, like that park, like up over into the Excelsior, it's like super confusing. And there was this one time I like turned onto a one-way street and there was just a truck coming like right at me. And like there was ample time for the truck to like get out of the way but um that was just like happened and then I got to the bar and like I was like super nervous and it was already like closed down but like all my friends who worked there were like you know that's when the re the regulars would come in you know at like 3 a.m and I just remember like chatting with my friend Greg about it and just being like just like fucking you know, now, now I'm on bonus time, you know, and that was kind of the idea of it. And then like, okay, well, you know, how many times has my life supposed to end it? And how many close encounters has there been? And like how, you know, how deep into my bonus time am I? And then I kind of just spawned all these ideas about, you know, should you subscribe to like, you know, even if they're your best friend, should you subscribe to like something that's like their life? is that right for you? You know, kind of just like reflecting on all those things. Have you struggled with that a little bit in terms of like yeah. seeing other people and trying to compare your situation to their situation? Yeah, for sure. It's like everyone in uh, like ruralish Canada is like already like hitched, you know, by like mid before mid twenties, you know, and like kids by 25 and it's like, you know, that stuff's hard to like see and then like you know when you meet their babies it's a whole other emotion like seeing this person you know you, you did dumb shit with as a kid now they're holding a baby they made and you're like f you're like i don't even know if i'll ever have that because i don't you know I, i'm not resonating with this thing that i, I notice is putting out a signal it's just you know, we're out of phase. Have you ever wanted kids? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, tough, I pass. Yeah. It's so well, hard. I only ask because it's funny when we think these things, yeah. if it was never even a goal before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause I, it's, you see other people and they seem so happy and then you're like, Oh, I wish that that was me. But then it's like, Oh, but I've never wanted that before. Why do I want that now? Yeah. It's just, it's a good thing to remind yourself when you're going through those sort of weird thought yeah. avenues. And I think, I think it's okay to like not know, you know, it's just like being able to understand the evils, you know, that, and the, the evils and the you know the blessings that come with each thing not not that i'm holding <laughs> <or> anything <laughs> the evils ha hashtag blessings that come with each okay so uh you realize that you need to live your life the way that you live your life not because other people tell you to live it a certain way or whatever sure. yeah. um 
how do you well how do you pivot off of an experience like that right so that happens yeah. you don't die yeah thank goodness and then i mean what do you do next you just do you, do you do you start living your life a little bit differently i mean that was right around the time where yeah i was just like jumping into every project we had all this we all decided that in ic we were gonna like take some time and like process everything that you know all the tours and everything for a bit so I, I was getting it just made me more antsy and I'm already super like anxious jumpity like if I'm wasting if I have a weekend and I get nothing done I like feel like shit for the rest of the week you know in terms of like musically if I don't accomplish writing a verse or doing something you know so that just like lit even more of a fire into my ass and I was like basically it just like called Dante and was like let's fucking go like let's you know let's get, let's find some great people and like get this going you know yeah hey, you're from canada originally yeah tr- when did you move over um yeah um almost eight years seven years ago oh, okay yeah. so not not as a child then Mm-mm, so into, no. your, into your adult yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. wild yeah why san francisco um <laughs> i had a friend i was originally gonna move to la but um i had a friend that uh I lived with one of my best friends and he <laughs> so stupid he used to sell karate dvds <laughs> like out of his truck at this like is, this is what we want okay i've never sell, seen this story on any other article yeah, for this band he used to sell karate dvds out of um like for his like the person who ran his dojo at like tournaments and there's a lot of karate tournaments up and down the west coast and they would happen in like runs so he'd like get flown out by his Canadian company or whatever to like go sell DVDs at these events, set up a table and like sell these things. It's the merch. I guess it was a viable business, you know? I don't know. It was super <laughs> bizarre, but he was just like, yo, San Francisco, you'll like, and uh, you know, the people are a little bit more genuine and like, I, I, it's the kind of advice at the time. And he was a bit older than me, so I like, you know, good roommate, kind of like a brother to me, and he was just kind of the right situation just to take the advice as for verbatim, you know. So you met this man while he was selling DVDs in Canada? No, no, no. no. I met him at university. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you lived where in where in Canada? Uh, London, Ontario, at that time. Okay, and that yeah. that's kind of a more rural sort of situation. That's a city, but uh, I'm from like kind of the outskirts of waterloo which yeah. are which is you know right up against the mennonite like community yeah yeah do you miss that life at all uh yeah sometimes i mean yeah it's crazy being this far away from like family and friends for so long it's when you go home you're like you know, like holy crap my like my dad's old like he's <laughs> so much older than because you don't you take your snapshots from like these moments in time that like are always before you moved and then it's like you go home and you're like fuck like you know everything's you know everyone's older and it's like here the seasons pass so quickly because like leaves don't change you don't have this internal calendar all year being like yo it's you have to like actually look at your phone to know what month it is i'm so used to being able to like for a document when you have to write the date being like oh yeah it's october of course it's october yeah it's like no no way to know 
Uh, any other near-death experiences that changed anybody's lives at the table? Includes you, Tom. What? Anybody who wants to share. <laughs> it's a good topic. It's funny. It's fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a similar situation like Kevin's uh, driving uh, over Eagle Lake, over down by Susanville. Yeah. Uh, it was early in the morning. I grew up around that area. I had to go to Susanville just for a dentist appointment and uh, saw a truck long distance away kind of dive off into my lane like fell asleep or something like that came to when he like hit the bumps and overcorrected and uh went off the road and the trailer swung and almost took up the whole road and i felt the the wind of it like pull pull my pickup like back so i couldn't like i feel like i put me to a quick stop and like kept just rattled my windows and kept me going my heart skipped a beat and when i finally like took my first breath and you know, relaxed for a second. I just had to call my mom and tell her I loved her real quick. It was, I was, there's a couple near close uh, car accidents, but that was the most memorable one. Do you think it changed you at all? Uh, no, I was like 16 and dumb and reckless. <laughs> shame it didn't happen when you were a little older. I know. I could have done something with I, it. I would have, I would have appreciated it much more then yeah. <laughs> or yeah, now. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't dip into the memory. That's the thing with the near-death experiences is, you know, you got to, like, be in the spot to yeah. take advantage of them. Yeah, no, but I'll have another one eventually, and I'll, <laughs> you I'll appreciate it I much more. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I, uh, <laughs> uh, anybody else near-death experiences? Yeah, I used to um, I used to give Uber and Lyft's ride a while back, and I gave a ride <laughs> to a person who uh, I think that he had blacked out while he was in my car, and when he came to, he didn't realize where he was. <laughs> And he freaked out and he grabbed my wheel on the highway and like jerked my car like across three lanes. And I had to be like, stop, dude. <laughs> Hopefully a little louder than that. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, buddy, let's not do that right now. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was a wild experience. Was he riding in the front with you? Yeah, he was riding in the front okay. with me. He was like, can That's I get up issue. here with you? I was like, yeah, come on in. Ugh. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Was there any fallout from that situation? Did you ever hear from him again? Oh, yeah, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> 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 no, thank goodness. No, I've never. How did it end? He didn't how, remember how did, this, did you kick him out of the car mid-ride? Yeah, he started getting really testy, like, not over here. I'm over here. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. I'm just following the GPS. I was like, listen, dude. Yeah. You can like take a walk. It's totally cool. Was that the end of your Uber Lyft driving days? Yeah, it was pretty close to the end. It changed your life. Stop driving Uber Lyft. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. What about you? You ever die almost? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> see, I've fallen off. A, I walked off a cliff up on the Lost Coast. Yeah, but I only want to know the ones that changed you. Did you survive? Oh, no. Yeah, I, uh, no. No, I think I died on that one. <laughs> Had to hang on to a tree for a little bit. Oh, and figure out how I was going to step back onto it. <laughs> that was a good one, actually. And then I fell off a mountain down in uh, Nevada. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fell off that balcony right over I there. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Well, you were hanging first. I was hanging there. <laughs> you, were, you were a teen. Yeah, I was a teen. And, and yeah. I believe there was a game you would yeah, like. Yeah. And so to the listener, it's like, ah, what do you think? 30 feet tall, 30 yeah, feet high? Yeah, you know what? It was, it was enough that you had enough time to think about it while you were falling. That's when you know you're in trouble. 
If you're over water, it's cool. <laughs> but when you're over concrete, it's not as fun. Oh, this is taking an awful long time. <laughs> and so it was a game, right? You would try yeah. to like shimmy from one side That's to the true. other. Yeah. yeah. I saw the light, actually. Yeah. I got this big snap in my head. Yeah. Hey, that was a good one. You think you could still do it today? I'd rather not. I'm trying not to fall off stuff. I fell over backwards off the sliding down the handrail in the lobby when I was... Kid, that one cracked my head, too, actually. Oh and they need to put you in a harness, man. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough child. Yeah. And yet, here you are. Yeah, you know. Still standing. Son of a gun. Back in the old stomping grounds. <laughs> Kevin, what do you think happens if, like, the creative juices inside you dry up for, like, three months? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely gone through spouts where that's happened and it's just, uh, it's just depressing. Um, it's like now all these things you just have to deal with at their face value and you can't try to like turn them into something that, you know, is beautiful to you at least, you know? And, uh, so it just sucks. I get really depressed when, when that happens. Let's talk about a daily pep talk in a stain in front of a stained mirror, which I think kind of relates to that prompt. Uh, yeah, that um, yeah, that's definitely about that for sure. It's about a lot of things, but um, yeah, just a depressing 2019. So, uh, and then I was home with the like healing from the surgery for a bunch of time, and it was just like okay. Now, you know, it's three days, haven't, can't do anything, you know, it's a week now, I can't do anything, can't like walk without crutches, can't even make food and carry it to me. Maybe can pick up a guitar, but like, it's like, fuck, if, even if I had a good idea, like moving anywhere to like record it decently. So it's like, I don't know, it was just like, convincing yourself that if you have an idea in your head that it's not good and then you just get to the point where you just want to numb it and it's just like you're just taking like all these drugs to pass the time yeah. but and so you feel like you would have to like talk yourself out of this space on a daily basis yeah uh, mitch head mitch hedberg has a joke that's like when i wake up in the middle of the night i'm so lazy that i you know if a pen and paper isn't right there, I will just convince myself it's not funny. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of like what you end up doing with like song ideas when you're like going through an injury where you can't really get out of bed or like do anything. You can't even like pull in other people, go to your rehearsal spot and like do it. So you just, it becomes such a hassle to try to do that on your phone or, you know, something that's close by. So you're just. How long were you laid up? Um, the surgery was November and, uh, our first show was like January 30th, January but, 31st. But you were waiting a while for the surgery, right? So you were, the surgery was November. Yeah. But yeah, I had the, the injury happen in September. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so it was uh, about five months or so. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst part about depressed mind too, is it's like you lose 
the potential for good ideas because you're so mm. negative about yourself in that mode that and I don't, this is different than what you're saying but it kind of resonates a little bit with me mm. where it's like you have an idea which maybe if you were like feeling centered and good you'd be like oh cool let's see if we can do something with it but then you start uh just being very negative to yourself yeah um and it becomes this sort of uh, cyclical bullshit period yeah which you experienced yeah. documented in the song some of the songs were like these little shrines with tons of information and if i was ever like maybe we could add a thing like that like this kevin would be like that's in the shrine that's in the demo that of like so many ideas that he had packed into the songs because i felt like because you were in one place for like a really long time you just kept on adding and adding and adding more mm-hmm. stuff into yeah. it like yeah that the well didn't definitely didn't like run dry it seemed it definitely seemed like you took the ability to like be in one place and you super focused with it was you got me listening to all that pop that's why <laughs> you think so i think it was so yeah it's like just listening to like you know guys like retro rex orange county and like um uh soccer mommy and uh Margaret Glassby. Maybe a little Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles. But, uh, I mean, even super organism. You're just listening to this stuff, and you're like, why is this so... Why does this leap off the recording to me? And, you know, it's just, like, well-layered parts at certain times. No one to be um, desolate in the mix. And it's just, yeah. When you and then when I was able to actually get up and get out of bed, you still can't really go anywhere. You're still in disability, so it's like, you know, then you just can get to your computer. Okay, then you just pick up whatever's lying around and add to this thing that you're doing just to pass the time. So, do you feel like this period that we're describing really kind of changed the soul of this band a little bit? I mean, we needed to change. Uh, we needed to change, anyways. It's like we're still like grimy rock and roll yeah if the soul of the band had completely changed then we would have changed the band name as well but we felt like this was still a direction that we could continue in yeah yeah did you have ideas for the band name change did you throw any around it was when we were faced with the possibility of like stopping the band and doing something else it really felt like that was like a full stop. Like, okay, we really got to take some time and think about this got because any, got any names though? <sighs> Did I, we? Just one. Just one. I feel like Jack, you had one or two. I had a couple, but oh, as soon as you said we're sticking with ice cream, I just dumped them. Could you tell <laughs> us one or no? I if I if I could remember them, I would give. Them I mean, to I you. probably if I were in your position, I wouldn't say it because yeah. then it's like you feel like you can't use it later. <laughs> I, uh, but. Yeah. You know, I want well, to know if uh, if I remember, I'll email you. Okay. Well, well, better yet, if you remember while we're sitting here. Oh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll shout it. Okay, great. <laughs> if it's a good one, we got a ton of young bands here that need names. That's a huge. That's thing not why for I'm asking, band. Tom. Gaffney. I know I'm that. asking because it's interesting. We had to come up with other. Uh, That's going to make him tell me less if you say no. someone's going to steal. We'll steal it. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We won't. We won't. Never, never would. Do no. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It, it'll warm some 14-year-old's heart. That no, they finally have it will okay, not it will warm not. some 14-year-old's heart. No one will take these names. Recycled. What are you? Names. Thank you. Let's talk current affairs, glass houses. 
glass houses. Talking yeah. about a shrine. Mm-hmm. This song uh, in, encapsulates, I think, a lot of like yeah. bullshit that happened in 2019 and, and, and before that. Whatever you want to share, let's talk about that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was taking a lot of like um, shrooms to kind of deal with, you know, just being in my room for so long doing nothing. Um, and uh, I had known David Berman had died. Like that was a th- that was a fact I had processed, but I don't think I ever like actually sat with it. Like I didn't revisit it and like reflect on it. And so I think I was like just reading like infinite jests or something like stupid. And I had remembered that. And I was in a state that would be leaning towards apathy. Um, you know, if you've ever read infinite jest, it just does that to you. And, uh, I was just, I, you know, pulling up like Reddit and like reading about all these Hong Kong protests and like, I mean, just, all the shit that was going down in China and, you know, trying to figure out how, ways I could help, you know, and like who to donate, you know, spare bucks to and this and that. And it's like, then every once in a while you'd see like someone like shaming or like boasting about being able to like afford to go to the front lines, you know, or like you hear about someone on Reddit that gets like, t- you know, tens of thousands of upvotes cause they went to, you know, they went to Hong Kong and they were on the streets, you know, and they were like gluing the stones down and whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's interesting to think about how that's possible. And, you know, like it reminds me of like, it reminded me of people at the Dapple protests that I met when I was there who were like, Oh, I just got this like off of Amazon and like, Oh yeah. Like, you can get a tear, you should get a real tear gas mask. Like they're so cheap on Amazon. And it's like, you're so blind to the way that this whole fucking system works that like you going and, and trying to make a good gesture by supporting, you know, uh, and then it, I mean, you can't really go one way without kind of unfortunately taking a step in the other direction too now. But I don't know. It, it just the obliviousness of like, people people who who are comfortable enough and live a luxurious enough life uh life to be able to to really like do these extreme extraordinary acts of uh acts of charity it's like some of them are just so oblivious to 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 the reason why that's that's possible you know um but yeah what were the protests that you went to uh, the North Dakota Access Pipeline. And so you actually went there? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Did that affect you? I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, you just get... It's like, you know, some people actually give a shit, you know, and they're actually wanting, like, just... We have to stand up for... You know, white people have to stand up for these Aboriginal people that, you know, some of them speak such poor English. You just... Ha- and we just have to unite, you know? It's, you know, the you know, the colonialism period of, of America is over, you know, so you can't just like run shit through people's land anymore. Yeah. And then, uh, you mentioned, uh, David Berman. Mm-hmm. Why did his death affect you so much? Um, honestly, I love the silver Jews, but they're not, 
I don't own any records by them, but the number of uh, songwriters that I know are influenced by them, and I can hear him, I can hear his voice through, is one of those voices that you can just like, you can hear a song and be like, oh, this has got that flavor, that David Berman flavor all over it. And that song kind of kind of goes like that. Um, has that like nonchalant, factual, but calm, like demeanor through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting with all the deaths of, of these sort of prolific musicians over the last 10 years. It's mm-hmm. interesting when one hits you like you know them. Yeah. You know, and I when reading the, you know, the background of the song, I was like, ah, seems like this person really shook him up by, by his yeah. death. Um, and then what do you do with that? I mean, that song, is it just like mm-hmm. total apathy? Um just like here here's how it all is and there's nothing no, i can just do about like, it it's just like that's the the feeling the helplessness feeling is like it's calculated and it's just you know trying to shed some light on the fact that there's a reason that you you spend 45 minutes on your phone in the morning before you get out of bed you know and then you're fucking late for work or for school or for class and like there's a reason that you know you can't develop this melody that popped into your head because you're so addicted to spending that free time watching something on Netflix because you feel like you earned it because you were out in the day, you were out in the world that day, you know? And uh, it, it's kind of like just becoming this, like, it's so easy for us to just be like, ah, I'll do it later, whatever, like, this you you got instant stimulation instant dopamine like right in your hand more than anyone's ever had in their in the history of humans at once just right there you know and you can overload your body until it doesn't know what the fuck to do so easily and uh that's that's what it's about yeah yeah and you know how we counter that which is we don't know because we're in it yeah exactly yeah so that w- those are uh, a collection of songs. Did you play all of those tonight? Or just no. If, okay. No, we played one uh, older one, Roses, from the 2018 Numbskull album. Yeah. Um, is, is there anything else from the new selection coming out that's interesting to talk about, or was that kind of the extent of what you guys have coming? Yeah, that's about the extent. Uh, we've got some... We've got a couple newer ones that, like, we've... We're still ironing out the kinks on, and uh, those are definitely all the complete ones that we definitely like top to bottom can pick apart, and you know take more things out than put things in. Everything else that we have on our plate is stuff that we're just putting ideas in, 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 working with more, turning, turning around, like shifting them into new shapes. But quite a few of them are pretty well developed at this point well i think you guys are in a really interesting moment and i'm glad that you came on in the middle of it it's just it seems like people who love this band are going to get to see a lot of new stuff and going to get to like experience a new chapter of this so i mean it's really appreciated that you you came and and shared it all with us thanks jim thanks so just really cool that you made the drive from san francisco and decided to hang out with us tonight no we were really happy thank you guys for having us this was a lot of fun Yeah. yeah thank you our pleasure and now in just a moment the music of the band ice cream is up next thanks again everybody stick around
Too many times Oh, the 